Geek Vibes Nation has made the switch to Anchor. Let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more great podcast networks. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, let's talk. Like, honestly, let's talk. About something we could all use more of. Sex. Great sex. Uh, Now you can increase your performance and that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises, which hopefully is often for you. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness, no buying your business. Um, And you don't need to leave the house. All right, now, right now we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code GEEK. That's G-E-E-K. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code is G-E-E-K. Try it for free. BlueChew is better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use our promo code G-E-E-K, geek, at bluechew.com. You won't regret it. All right. Welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of Star Wars Saturday. I'm your host, Juwan, and today I'm joined with one of the best Jedis out there. AJ, what's going on, man? What's up, what's up? I'm ready to start. Uh... Some great, I hope we have some um, great news for Star Wars. Uh, We're going to talk casting, greatest casting for Star Wars. I'm really hyped for this. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, with that being said, let's get right into it. Um, We got some Ahsoka news, uh, albeit Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka is still just a rumor. It probably won't be confirmed until the trailer for The Mandalorian comes out, where I assume it will probably either tease her or you'll just hear her voice. Um, so I believe that's probably when Rosario will probably come out and confirm it. Um, but as of now, it is still just purely speculation, purely rumor-based. Um, but we did get some more news. Uh, apparently, uh, it won't just be <clears throat> excuse me, a small cameo. She will be very important for a specific episode. Um, Ahsoka will be wearing a dark uh, gray hoodie. Um, not hoodie as in like what humans wear. It's a hooded robe uh, and have a look much more similar to her final appearance in Clone Wars than her Gandalf the White appearance at the end of Rebels, even though that was the last time we saw her in the canon timeline before the Mandalorian. She will likely first appear with the hood on, but fear not. Her famous Torgata 
I don't know how you pronounce that. Liku? Head tails, ba- he- head tail, basically. Yeah, her head tails uh, will be on full live action display during her appearance on the show. As she will be removing the hood. I would assume so. You don't bring Rosario Dawson in to cover her. <laughs> uh, many have speculated if we'll see Ahsoka use lightsabers in The Mandalorian, and the answer is yes. Ahsoka will be wielding a blue-bladed lightsaber. We could not confirm whether she'll have a second lightsaber, but we speculate she will. It's possible a second uh, saber could be a different color, but the significance of her having a blue blade and not white would lead us to believe she has in some way once again embraced the ways of the Jedi. So expect her to be igniting at least one blue lightsaber on the show. Um, this is not really much to chew on, only because um, is as as excited as I am to see Ahsoka. Always excited to see Ahsoka. Um, we need to know what context. Um, yeah. I am very like I. I honestly hate seeing Jedi go up against smugglers, bounty hunters, stuff like that. I honestly prefer a Jedi versus a Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Maybe we see her use her lightsaber against what's his name's dark saber. Um, uh, Moth Gideon. Moth Gideon. So I'm like that. That's very much a possibility. Um, so I'm holding out for it. Um, but I very much always viewed Jedi versus like because to me it's like. It's like watching a big show take on Rey Mysterio. Every time you see it, you're like, Rey Mysterio should <laughs> win. He should just never win those battles. Um, but I am excited. Um, I am excited to see Ahsoka again. Um, I don't get why she wouldn't have two dual lightsabers. I, I don't. I, I don't really. Yeah, get that, that. that's what's confusing about this report. I, it's it's also saying that it might be one or two. I I, I I'm a little confused on that part. Yeah, that doesn't really make and, sense. She's had two blue. since she's had two since she started. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when she left and came back two, then in Rebels two. So I mean, why would she all of a sudden go? I'm tired of carrying two. I'm gonna just stick with one now. Like that. And isn't is, isn't um, Mandalorian after Rebels or is it before? I can't remember. No, it's after Rebels. Okay. It's after Rebels because I, I think someone was saying. This um this could be her and Sabine still looking for Ezra. Yeah, uh, this is why the reports are a little a little iffy to me right now. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, the the big rumor going around is this l- will lead to her live action uh series of her own. Um, there's also a huge rumor she could appear in the Obi Wan uh series. So it's just it's nothing but conjecture and speculation. Mm. Um, Dave Filoni has not welcomed her. We haven't even heard Ashley uh, Ecclestein um, welcome her. And I feel like when all that happens is when all this will become concrete. But as of now, it's still just rumor. Even if it comes from the Hollywood Reporter or Variety, um, it's still very much a rumor to Rosario, who has not confirmed it. The last time she spoke on it, it was to say that she has no idea uh, about any of that because nothing's final. Um, but she would love to play Ahsoka. That was, I believe, the last yeah. – I'm paraphrasing, but that was the last thing she said about it. Dave has not said anything. John Favreau has not said anything. Um, so, I don't keep know. In mind, um, keep in mind that maybe the reason why they didn't say anything is to just to keep it um, down low. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, to me, there is no, there's no keeping it down low in today's time. Like once this report came out, even if you don't confirm it and we see it for ourselves, yeah. it won't really have that huge shock value because this report exists. Um, so we'll be looking forward to it. So when we see it, it's more like, yeah, okay, all right, so they were right. Rather than, what? I didn't know that was coming. Um, so to me, I never understand why once the report comes out, either confirm it or deny it. And if you deny it, deny it in a way of, no, it's not happening this season. And then it doesn't actually happen. But if yeah. you deny it and then it happens, people are just going to go, okay, yeah. I mean, the report said it was going to happen and it did. Um, so I don't think keeping it on a download is ever the smart thing to do once a report of that magnitude comes out. <sighs> Ugh, excuse me. But what are your thoughts on the reports, AJ? Yeah, like I said earlier, I think it's it's a little weird how they put it or how they phrased it. Um, so it can have one or two. It's always two. Um, blue or white, if it's after um, Rebels. Or, I mean, sorry, after, yeah, after Rebels, then it's white. Um, them saying that, uh, them saying that it, she won't have that white cloak. Uh, I, I just don't think, for me, honestly, I don't think it's, um, the report is true. But, um, but we might, it might be true. And if it is true, I wonder how how it's going to be implemented within the story of the Mandalor um, Mandalorians. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I just, I don't know, man. It's like, it, that's the icing on, on the cake for the Mandalorian. Like, it doesn't need a Jedi. It doesn't specifically need Ahsoka. Um, so to see how and why Dave Filoni and Favreau decided to put her in will be very interesting. Uh, because it's a character that's not really needed in a world where there's really no need for Jedi within the story. Um, so, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll really be interesting. Is she helping him? Is she looking for baby Yoda? Um, there's just a lot that goes into it. So, I don't know. I choose to worry about that when it's necessary. But till then, my mind is just like, I'll take it a day at a time. I don't even have a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2 yet. Yeah, we need that ASAP. Um, when is it released? Supposed to be October, like it was last year. So we'll see. But um, what other news we got, AJ? Uh, I think we should talk about um the comments John Boyega made at the um Black Lives Matter movement. Um, as we all know, um, there's a lot of drama going on in the world right now. Um, black people trying to trying to um, get their equality. Um, and then you have people in the White House government, all of that just trying to, I, I don't even know. It's just, it's crazy out there. Um, but John Boyega um, made a comment about um, he not caring, caring about if he loses his job, but he's going to support what he wants to support. And I, I love that. I love that um, dedicated he is. Um, about this uh, movement and more people like him should join this movement I feel like um, and there's a lot of support behind them which is good Hollywood Hollywood just made not sorry 
the academy just made new rules about having more um more um what's the word goodness diversity and their um um sorry i can't even think the oscars right and you have um mark hamill you have <coughs> Mike Lee, you have jj abrams all behind him saying that you you won't lose your job trust me if you need something we got you basically and i really love i really love that and uh, with the Oscars thing, we should have gotten this, gotten the diversity thing way before this happened. Um, but nonetheless, I, I'm happy that there's certain changes that's going on in the movie world that's going heading to the right direction. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, I I have nothing else to add. I mean, you you said that perfectly. Um, this is a time where we need our our heroes like John Boyega, like Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Michael B. Jordan didn't. Michael um, B. Jordan, he Michael did B. one Jordan, too. J. Cole, um, Kendrick, uh, there's so many uh, to make sure they're being heard, and mm-hmm. they are. They are being heard. They are implementing change or trying to implement change. Yeah. The Oscars is step one. Kyrie is saying, you know, they shouldn't even bring back basketball this year to affect pockets, to affect change. Um, so it, it is starting conversations that are, are necessary. Um, and John Boyega's speech was one of the more emotional speeches I've ever heard. Um, and, you know, bravo to him because that is something. Because right now, <clears throat> right now, John Boyega doesn't really get, excuse me, uh, huge roles like that. Like Star Wars is one of his biggest roles ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, to date, sorry, to date. It's not like he's been acting for like 30 years, but to date. He's an incredible um, actor, too. Oh, no, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but people like J.J. Abrams saying, you know, as long as, as, long as I'm directing, you'll, you'll have a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, to hear that is powerful because it lets you know that the support system isn't just within the Black community. Um, there are others out there that are willing to, yeah. to help out however they can. So, I mean, very good on John Boyega um, because it takes a lot to use your, um, your platform to induce change. Um, um, Michael B. Jordan recently did, um, did a speech too, along, along with, um, yeah, he, he did a speech too um, for that black, um, for the Black Lives Movement. And it, it is one of the best as well. Um, um, what is it? He's trying to get people more involved within the movie industry, trying to get more black people within that industry and just getting more security, um, hiring more secure, um, security other than police. And I feel like that that's good. So yeah, I, I think overall, um, celebrities using their platform for something that they think is right, I think is is great. Yeah, no, for sure. Hopefully um, it does spark change, hopefully. Um, all right, so we can go into Rebels. We can go into casting. We can go into this new video game. I wanted to talk something else, Star Wars, but I can't, I can't remember what it was. Um... Shit, I can't remember what it was. 
Um, so I ask this: We know Star Wars always has a cartoon, always. And now that Rebels is over, obviously we heard word about Ahsoka Sabine show. Um, what would you like the next Star Wars cartoon to be about? Honestly, I want them, since they're doing the High Republic for novels and comics right now, I think it would be a good idea to dive into that world um, animation-wise and maybe build upon that um, with live action um, just to get something new out in the world. Um, I, don't, I don't disagree. Um, High Republic would be pretty dope. I want Old Republic. Make it a cartoon. They, they never. Um, High Republic is what five hundred years before, maybe more before um, Phantom Menace. So, right. High Republic could be the Old Republic, just with another, another title. I I wouldn't hate it. You just gotta have Malgus. You have Malgus. It's all I. <laughs> um, but no, I think that might be better because everyone wants it in live action, and that is very easy to mess up. Um, very easy to mess up. It's just way too much story um, for someone to try to squeeze within two and a half hours. See, this is um, why this is why I like um, right now during this pandemic. I feel like there's um, the studios, um, screen screen yeah, screenwriters, scriptwriters, directors. They can all plan out their movies still, um, whether it's from Zoom whether um, phone call or anything, they can still plan out their movies and they shouldn't be taking a break. They should continue to keep on working. So you got, um, they will have more ideas um, to play around with and- Well, I mean, uh, they, very, they very much could still be working. We have no idea. Yeah. Um, you know, once Zoom became widely popular, um, I'm pretty sure Kathleen Kennedy is probably Zoom calling a lot of people whose projects were probably uh, put on hold or, you know, just probably game planning with some people. Like Kathleen Kennedy over this, this pandemic has definitely talked to Dave Filoni and, and um, uh, John Favreau. I can almost guarantee you she's had conversations with them over the past. I think, I think the, um, the um, marketing for like the MCU, Star Wars, all that is going to start rising up um when all this is over and that that's exciting I, I really hope they're still working on it um working on projects so they know their plan because before we all know that kathleen kennedy didn't really have a plan for star wars it was just director do this um if she didn't like it director didn't like the um idea they left <coughs> hopefully that is um being controlled a little bit more where directors and Kathleen Kennedy and just all everybody, the whole team, are all on one page, um, so they won't, so there won't be any confusion or anything. Well, I won't say she didn't have a plan. I would just say whatever the plan was, it didn't work. Um, she didn't stick with the plan. Is I can't uh, even say that. I don't know what the plan was. Yeah. Uh, Force Awakens into The Last Jedi is the most confused I've ever been <laughs> heading into a first movie and then into a sequel. So I don't know. I don't know. I would assume she did have a plan because three movies were made. 
So obviously there was some kind of plan. Now, whether the plan was screwed up or, uh, you know, uh, changed, I don't know. I don't want to really speak to that because I have no idea. But the plan originally was Abrams. Um, uh, this is the guy that directed Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson and then Colin Trevorrow. Uh, that was the original one, two, three. So that was the plan. How it got to where it ended, I don't know. But I definitely would say she had a plan. I would just say whatever it was didn't work. Um, it was way more confusing than it needed to be. I, I still to this day have no idea why. Excuse me. Um, a lot of people will say, you know, that's not a bad thing. But I still don't get why you didn't just let her um, – her – Sorry. Why did you let J.J. Abrams um, direct all three? He, he definitely would have done it. Um, That's not the issue I had with Star Wars, though. It's fine if they have different directors for a different see, I Star don't, Wars. I don't agree with that. When you look at Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, and then Iron Man 3, they feel fundamentally different, as movies that are directed by someone else should. But to me, I never understood that. I'm like, John Favreau did one and two. Where was the drop off? Why but not? The o- but the overall story arc of Iron Man still fits in that world of the MCU. Oh no 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 no! For sure, for sure, for sure. I, I'm, that's not. That's it what just, I'm talking it, about. I'm... It felt so weird. It was like it didn't. Like you could tell John Favreau didn't do it. Um, and I was which just is like, fine. Which, so weird. For me, which is fine, but. They can have different styles, but they need to stick with one storyline. They can't just keep jumping around and just making the whole storyline just all over the place. Like, what See, we- that's, that's why it benefits having one path to beat down because Force Awakens, <clears throat> if you really think about it, was just nothing but questions. And it was supposed to be up to The Last Jedi to answer those questions. So Force Awakens didn't necessarily set a stage. It was more so like, want to know who she is? Want to know who Snoke is? Want to know where Luke is? Want to know more about Kylo? And then it was like, yes. Yes, please. And then The Last Jedi was just like, nope. (laughs) Nope. 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 We don't really want to answer any of that shit. Um, and I was just kind of like, wait, hold on, what? Because that's why when, when Kylo uh, was like, no, 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 I saw it. You're nobody. Like, I, I, I saw it, you know, I saw into it. She saw into it, and she was like, I'm just no one. And in the beginning of <clears throat> Rise of Skywalker, it's like, oh, no, no, you're someone, and you're related to possibly the most devious uh, creature ever created. And it was like, and what was what – was, what was that shit in The Last Jedi? It was like, ah, I don't, don't worry about that. It's like, wait, what? I have to worry about that. Like, I don't think that was the issue with the director. I think that was just the issue with the script. With oh, the no, no, no. Fair. Story. Very fair. I just, to me, like, I- I'll give a better example. Kenneth Branagh did, I believe, Thor 1 and Thor 2. And then when you see Thor Ragnarok, you, would, you wouldn't have thought those two movies that came before Thor Ragnarok were in the same universe. Um, they were so drastically different. Um, and that's why, like, to me, a tone of something should always be the same. Like, I don't want Ryan Coogler to do Black Panther 1, Black Panther 2, 
and then you bring in Jordan Peele to do Black Panther three. Like to me, like (laughs) no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it wouldn't be good, but their their tones are so drastically different. I kind of want Black Panther to be on the same beat. Um, just end it. Like have him if if he doesn't want to do three. We don't need three Black Panther movies. We we can end it at two. Two is okay. I'm argue on that one. I think we do. We I don't need <laughs> if don't it need if it continues if two continues two three, and if Jordan Peele does it and he sticks with that story, but it's still a different style, I think it's fine. The problem I have is the consistency of the story beats of, of each movie uh, with Star Wars, not the style specifically. Um, so yeah, with Iron Man one, two, and three, tone style wise, yeah, they're different. Thor, Dark World, Thor, Ragnarok, style totally different. But the character of each um, each of those movies still has that same characteristics as the last movie, and and story beats as well. It, it, I'm I'm fine with the different style. It's just consistency of the story as as a whole. I don't really know. That really puts me off. <clears throat> um, because I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it, it's weird. It, there, it, there's a lot to think about. It's weird. We've never really seen that before. Um, Iron Man doesn't count because Favreau did the first two. Um, Shane Black just came in to end it. Um, uh, what's his name came in to end the Thor series? This was. Starts well, with Thor Abraham. Finishing. What? Who's doing Thor again? Um, Thor: Love and Thunder. It's still. It's, it's still, still, Taika. still Taika. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I wouldn't say to go back to what you originally said. I wouldn't say she um didn't have a plan. I just say it didn't work. Um, she clearly had a plan. Just she fucked it all up. But um, yeah. No. As far as what the conversation was about, I would love High Republic blended with the Old Republic. Um, because to me, Star Wars The Clone Wars showed you how how much more a movie can make sense in six to seven seasons. Mm. Um, like it filled in so many blanks of both Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. It was like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, I made them ten times better, even though they still suck. But <laughs> it definitely did make them ten times better. I won't argue that, but. They did not suck. Um, but um, but no, but it just, it shed so much light to where you were like, oh, oh, I get it now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you see the characters in a whole new light, basically. You could flesh them out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, because George Lucas did a horrible job making General Grievous look menacing, cool. Like, he didn't really flesh that character out enough. And then by the time he did, Obi-Wan was snatching his heart out of his chest. So it was like, oh, well, that's that. When you watch the Clone Wars series, you're like, oh, Grievous is cool mm-hmm. as shit. I like this guy. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of see it space itself out. Um, so to me, I feel like if you're going to do a movie about the Old Republic, let it be a show first. Or let it be a show as you're doing the movie. Um, so yeah. where they kind of go hand in hand with each other. <clears throat> to where you could do what George Lucas did with your uh with that uh the sequel or the the prequels um and then allow the show to kind of fill in some of the blanks that the movies can't get to um I think you can kind of work hand in hand with each other and it'd be perfect so 
old republic knights of the old republic or the high republic give it to me in a series please honestly i wouldn't mind having that yeah as an animated series and as a live action you can flesh them out more in animated series but to have it on the big screen having that budget i think will still be magnificent yeah i'm not saying one should veto out the other have it at the same time have it at the same time um i would also just, love series just just focus on the story first and then because <laughs> there's a lot of inconsistencies with the uh, basically all of the star wars movies and just just oh, focus for sure, yeah. George Lucas was like, consistency? What's that? <laughs> um, but I would also love to see a series about Darth Vader. Have it pick up right where um, Clone Wars ended. <clears throat> Do what um, the MCU is doing. Um, put it on Disney+. Plus. Um, Do a What If series if you want. You can... No, I mean like a full-fledged three to four seasons about what, Darth Vader, about what Darth Vader was doing the entire time. Because remember, Rebels and Revenge of the Sith, or Rebels more specifically, um, was in the point of view of the heroes. It wasn't yeah. in the point of view of Vader. And once Vader fought Ahsoka after that, that was it. You didn't see Vader again. Um, so I'm like, I would like it to take place right after Clone Wars, where uh, clearly Anakin has just become Darth Vader. Have it take place from there all the way to where we know it ends uh, historically, where obviously Luke defeats him. Um, <clears throat> that's why I didn't really, this is why I'm upset though. Why? All their best ideas are in the comic books. <laughs> and then you have, and then you have the movies. I, I just wish the comic book stories were the movies because they're so much better. They're so much better. Look, you, basically you want a Darth Vader series, right? Mm -hmm. there's multiple comic book storylines of just Darth Vader right there's multiple comic books of um before Phantom Menace what was um what Yoda was doing before um Phantom Menace um you got a storyline with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon before Phantom Menace those would have been incredible ideas for the movies I I, I wish I would I could have seen those on the big screen yeah, I think I think Kathleen in Lucasfilms, I, I think they might be in a gotta get away from Skywalker mode. Which, which is fine, yeah. Which is, um, I but to me, I don't know, man, because I, I view it the same way I just told Tia um, last night, the same way I view Joker. Darth Vader sells. Keep doing stuff with Darth Vader. We just don't need more about the lineage of the Skywalker name. Um, like, I don't need to see more about his kids, his grandkids, his grandkids, grandkids. Like, no. But a full, series, a full series about Darth Vader? Yeah. I don't think anyone would be mad at that. Just like everyone that was mad at a Joker solo once the movie, like once the trailer dropped and, you know, and, and the movie came out, everyone was loving it. Exactly. Like, yeah. People like to complain, but then like it comes out and they're like, I did like that. And it's like, yeah, duh. Like you spent like eight months complaining while they that, were filming. Only Last of Us did the same thing too. Everybody saw those leaks and everybody was pissed off. And then everybody's happy because so many reviews were like perfect scores. It's yeah. So, I mean, to me, give me Vader. I, I, as much as I would love it in live action, 
you couldn't be as violent as you would as you as you would need to be when it comes to Vader. So if you couldn't do that, then just give me the. Oh, you can be very violent and live action with no, Vader. No, 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 I mean Kathleen Kennedy would not make a rated R Darth Vader. You know that. Let me be in charge. Then we'll get a raid style Darth Vader movie. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, as much as that would be dope, it, it would the demographic that would go out to see that would be so small, AJ. That's it fine with me. Hard. I'll lose all the money just to get that. I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I know, I know all right, Dave, I know sorry, Hollywood is you started filming. I know Hollywood is all about the money over the story, so Yeah, and I mean think about was Rogue One rated R? No. So then I let you know that they're not going to do a rated R Star Wars movie. Um, because that's as close as you can get to rated R. Uh, is the subject matter and the style of which that movie was shot in. But Star Wars, to me, it, it's like Marvel. It, it yeah, doesn't... still be hyper-violent, though, and still make it PG-13. You just got to remove the blood, basically. And I want all that. I want that. That's what I want. That's what I want, AJ. I don't, Do, want, I don't want. I don't want to see Vader slice a guy and you see sparks come out. Like you, no. you have to. You have to pick and choose. You have to sacrifice one. Directors have to deal with this all the time. You have to sacrifice one creative thing to get your product out. So you, you either have to, if you want the hyper violence, you got to get rid of the blood. It, it's, it's just a pick and choose type thing with Hollywood. Yeah. No, you're right, but. I would just say, fuck it. Don't give me the movie then. <laughs> no, the we cartoon. need the movie. <laughs> give me the cartoon. The cartoons don't show blood really either. Blood no, but blood. I could accept that from a cartoon. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I, that's where I would expect you not to show blood is from a cartoon. Where I would expect you to show blood is from your, your live action. To be fair, this shouldn't really be blood since the lightsaber would technically cauterize the wound. Before before it actually cuts the person in half. Just saying. Lightsabers based off heat. Yeah. Um no, not really. I was trying to I was trying to bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're definitely wrong. Um yeah, no, you're definitely wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to sit here and I'm like you're like, yeah, wait a second. I'm like, hold on. Hey, I made you believe it for a second, though. I'm Almost, <laughs> almost. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not it. stupid. Hold on. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, Because the wound would still definitely kill you. Even if even if that were true, AJ, the wound would still kill you. I mean, um, <clears throat> But, um, no, I get it. I get it. You have to sacrifice a lot. I, I completely get it. Um, I want to go into Rebels. I just finally finished it. Finally finished it after all this time. I thought I finished it months ago, maybe last year. Um, but when Joel spoiled Kanan's death, I was like, I don't remember that. And he was like, oh, my God, did I just spoil that for you? I'm like, I think you did. I think <laughs> you did. Because um, I didn't remember anything. Of, like, as he was talking, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-mm. Don't, don't, don't remember that. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. Um, so me being a Star Wars fan that I am, I felt, I felt horrible that I, I didn't finish it. So I went back. I think it was, I think I didn't like how the Ahsoka story ended or, or to, to what I thought at the moment was how the, mm -hmm. the series ended. 
Um, so I was well, kind of. Where'd you like, stop at? Um, where'd you stop at before? Was it just the Darth Vader fight, or was it Darth Vader fight? Okay. Yeah, that's exactly where I stopped at, and I was kind of just like, I'm not really liking this. Um, so I remember I was just kind of like, ah, no, I'm done. Um, but I thought the show was done. So I was like, ah, it's justified. The show's done. I'm done. Whatever. Um, so I went back and I was like, shit, I missed a lot. <laughs> um, so I want to go to you first. Well, I think more about it. How did you feel about, uh, Star Wars Rebels, the full season, uh, in its entirety? I, as an, as the entirety, I really loved it. Um, the first two seasons are a little slow, but they are made um, to, for us to get introduced introduced to the ca- characters that we know now and love, from Ezra to Kanan, um, Thrawn, and even mythological creatures like the Bindu, um, the wolf, um, the son, or sorry, not the son, the daughter which we do get introduced in, I think, like, one, the last season. Or, no, second to last season, I think. Um, so, overall, I really loved it. The characters' development were incredible. I loved the character interactions. Um, the fights were emotional. Um, great choreography, I felt like. It did, much like Clone Wars, the art style did, did take a while for me to get used to. I wasn't really a big fan of it at first. And then I Yeah, I, I hated it. I still hate. I hate how slim those goddamn lightsabers are. Mm-hmm. It's just not practical. Um, I mean, you've seen throughout the history of Star Wars how thick those sabers are because of the crystals. And I'm like, it was so pencil thin. And I'm like, I don't like that shit. I don't like it at all. Um, so I never got used to that. I still hate it. Uh, it made it almost unbearable to watch those fights. Um, but I was, I was shockingly upset that it ended because I felt like it had maybe one more season in them. Um, Uh, 100% did, yeah. But I get it. I I get ending it on that note. I get it ending it in a little bit of a cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Um, the biggest thing for me was, excuse me. Um, Ezra, the scene where you see Ezra and Ahsoka, um, in the spiritual realm is what I call it. Um, and you see Ezra watching, you see him watching Kanan die, uh, all over again. Mm -hmm. And he wants to pull him out and save him. It, It was like, not many things get me emotional, but that was, I compare that to when, um, Flash had to, like, he did Flashpoint, right? Mm-hmm. And Grant Gustin's Flash did Flashpoint. Saved his mom. Uh, obviously, his dad didn't go to jail. He's enjoying life. But he's seeing, you know, things are really bad. Yeah. Um, so he finds out he has to let his mom die. Um, and just to see that, just to watch him watch his mom die, um, is just like, man, this is really fucking sick. Um, so to see Ezra watch Kanan die, knowing he can't do anything to, to save him, um, was pretty emotional. And that was a dope-ass scene by Kanan, uh, to be able to hold the yeah. explosion and then force push them away and then kind of just go, 
all right, I'm going to die now. Um, and then, like, let the fire consume. I thought that was really well done. And Filoni and that team, they can do emotion with these characters, unlike oh, yeah. anything I've ever seen, ever. Uh, like, the closest thing I can maybe attribute it to was uh, Joaquim Dos Santos, who did uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. He yes. captured that shit so fucking well. But Dave Filoni is on, like, a god level. Um, but yeah, Joaquim Dos Santos, um, who does not get mentioned often, who did Avatar The Last Airbender, and he did a few other shows, but um, the level of emotion in that was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what, like what you would watch it, and ever. it would... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say it was, it's one of the best series ever. It's incredible. Um, But yeah, no, it's it doesn't get... It doesn't get enough praise, uh, and he doesn't get enough praise, and that definitely uh, upsets me because he was a visionary in what they were able to create with that show. Um, and then I was shocked on how well um, Legend of Korra was. I was just like, wait a minute, hold on. You came right back with the fire. Um, but no, back to Star Wars Rebels. Um, I... I was just so impressed with how well that show was able to uh, to end itself. Um, I want to say this now. I want to I want to flavor it so it doesn't get me yelled at. Um, watching Thrawn and then watching House of Cards. If he was not uh, convicted or accused of all that nasty shit. Kevin Spacey is the only person that should have ever played Thrawn. Um, he, like, if you watch House of Cards, I don't know if you've ever watched House of Cards. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he is so Admiral Thrawn-like. Uh, what's going on, Dan? What's Welcome up, to up? Saturday, man. Hey, guys. How you doing? doing good, good, good. I feel like I just, I just saw you. <laughs> <laughs> long time no um, see. Right? Long time no <laughs> see. No, we were just... Um, talking about our thoughts about star wars rebels as a whole and i was just saying i know i'm gonna get canceled by a lot of people but if they ever did a live action thrawn movie um i always thought kevin well not always but i just started watching uh house of cards um mm. which is gross as kevin spacey is is a amazing show um oh, kevin spacey should be uh admiral thrawn like, if you watch his role in House of Cards, it's very much a, a Thrawn-like role. Um, so as, as much as, AJ, we've been fan casting for Thrawn, I'm like, that might be Kevin Spacey's role. Um, that obviously would never happen because <laughs> Hollywood will probably never yeah. give him a role again. Um, but no, I was just finishing up my take then. Um, we were saying how Dave Filoni is able to capture emotion in Clone Wars and Rebels, unlike we've ever seen before. And then we were saying the closest thing you could get to it as far as like a cartoon is what Joaquin Dos Santos did with uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Also um, the Clone, just the Clone Wars series too. The Clone Wars series, only reason I don't add that in is because it spent more time fighting than it did talking. So like most of the emotion you had to assume. It was the like, Dave Filoni Clone Wars, where no, 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 the the Samurai Jack style one. I, I'm talking about the oh, oh, 3D, the Clone yeah. Wars. oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that did emotion way better than Rebels. Like that was just like, 
seeing Anakin hold Ahsoka's uh, braid as she walks down the stairs still makes me cry to this day. It was just like, <laughs> you left him. You selfish ass. You left him. Um, he became Vader because of you, Ahsoka. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. The Inquisitors were so awesome, especially the original one. Uh, the, the first Inquisitor that they came across um, with like the charred uh, shark teeth. Um, I can't remember his name, but um, I thought he was super dope. And having the uh, the lightsaber be like... Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah with like the dual-sided uh, saber. I thought... For was some reason, cool. I was thinking the Quizzers and um, Fallen Order. I was like, hold on. Yeah, come on, AJ. Come on. Come on, man. Um, but no, I... They all blend Rebels. together. They, they all blend do. together. They really do. I enjoyed Rebels a lot. Uh, I really love that Dave Filoni gave us the Ahsoka and Darth Vader scenes where um, Ahsoka was haunted by the idea that he became Vader because she left, um, which he didn't. Um, but we'll never know that because Dave <laughs> didn't show it and George Lucas didn't show it. Um, so we'll never know if her leaving had anything to do with him turning over to the dark side. But Rebels, great series. I'm glad I finished it. I hate you, Joel, for spoiling it for me. Uh, no, that was your fault. That that was your it fault. It was. It was my fault. That's why I told him don't don't feel bad because he felt so bad. I'm like, don't feel bad, man. It's my fault. I don't know why I thought it ended with uh, Ahsoka in in Darth Vader. It should have, but it didn't. Uh, but Dan, did did you keep up with uh, Star Wars Rebels? No, I actually never watched any of the Star Wars Rebels uh, show. To be honest with you, uh, my boss at work would watch it. And he would kind of keep me up to uh, up to date on what was going on, like how Darth Maul was still alive, and how I think he went up against uh, Obi Wan, and it, it was just a lot. Of, I know it was a lot more in depth, and a lot of people praised it for exploring the the, the expanded universe. Right. Uh, but I just I never got into it. I think since it took, it, it was going after the prequel series, I was just really turned off by it. I, ha I have no love for the prequel series. Mm -hmm. so I was just like, it, it didn't appeal to me. But um, yeah, I, it sounds somewhat interesting, but I don't think it's for me. Yeah. Did you like I Star think... Wars The Clone Wars? What's that? Did you like the series Star Wars The Clone Wars that came before I... Rebels? Again, I didn't even watch that because it just having Clone Wars attached to it, I was just, why would I want more of this? I, I, I'll say this. Is, as bad as some people thought those three movies were, Star Wars The Clone Wars was like a vacuum cleaner. It cleaned up all that nasty shit from those three movies and not only made it make more sense, it just was a better version of what those movies could and should have been. Um, like, uh, if you remember Revenge of the Sith, this last season of Clone Wars, it, it shows you the arc of it without going in, in, into detail of what George Lucas's movie showed you. So like you get a visual of remember at the beginning where you see Grievous on the ship looking out and seeing like the, the battle, uh, Clone Wars gives you that. Um, and then it gives you everything that was happening outside of what we actually saw. Um, we got more details about Order 66. It was done a thousand times better than what Kamino was trying to show us. 
Um, so it just did it so much better and gave us the resurrection of Darth Maul. Like, come on, Dan. It gave us Maul back. It, it, that's cool. And I think Maul was definitely underutilized in uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, I, I think he would have been a cool character, and I know they teased him at the end of Solo. So, mm-hmm. I, and I, I would imagine that's because of his popularity with the cartoon show. Right. So, I hope there's more plans for him in the future, maybe with The Mandalorian or another spinoff series that they do. But I, I do think it's pretty cool that they brought him back. But I remember my boss was sitting down telling me like yeah he came back with like spider legs yeah what the hell is going on here like it's gone completely off the deep end it was actually really good like aj was it was actually really good the entire arc of darth maul up until rebels uh the entire arc of him in star wars the clone wars was just like i don't think george lucas understood he had a a gold mine I, i really don't think he understood that um, he treated Darth Maul the same way Whedon treated uh, Quicksilver. It was just like, I don't really care for him. Done. Kill them <laughs> all. They're going to die. They're going to die pretty badly, and then that's it. Um, so, I mean, Dave Filoni did a great job. And I, I think, Dan, what you would like about Clone Wars is Dave Filoni's ability to tell an amazing story. Um, he introduces us to Ahsoka, which is Anakin's Padawan that obviously didn't exist with George Lucas's movies. Um, and it's just an emotional thrill ride. You get more of the clone side. Uh, you know, you see you see way more Jedi. I mean, if you just go by uh, George Lucas's three movies, you'd think there were like four Jedi. That was it. There were just four <laughs> Jedi, and that was it. That was it. Whoever was sitting in the chairs, and then Obi-Wan and Anakin. That was it. That was all you had. Um, he fleshed it out, and he made all those other Jedi seem so much cooler. Uh, I really do think if if you gave it a chance, you would really enjoy it because it's nothing like those three movies. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Um, I definitely think if you gave it a shot, you would you would definitely probably enjoy it a little bit. Um, AJ, you you were gonna say something before before I cut you off? No, I, I can't remember now. <laughs> That's right. I can't remember. Um, all right, so let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk our favorite Star Wars castings. Um, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. Um, AJ, if, if we wanted to add in uh, Ashley Eccleston uh, for voicing Ahsoka, that's a casting, so that counts. Um, I'm definitely putting Sam Witwer as Darth Maul. That was just I a straight genius. <laughs> um, I was, when I first heard Darth Maul, I was just like, all right, who is this? And then when someone was like, oh, it's Sam Witwer, I'm like, Star Killer Sam Witwer, and they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "When did he get so good at this voiceover thing?" Um, and then when, remember when uh, the guy who was voicing Palpatine passed away, and Sam Witwer came in the to uh, fill out the last few episodes? I was like, "God damn, he's really good as Palpatine." I'm like, "What can't he's Sam Witwer very, do?" He is a very underrated um, voice actor. I'm like AJ. There was a moment where I thought, "All right, if Sam Witwer wanted, he could voice over an entire episode." like of all the characters and I probably, would kill his voice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably would sit there and go, no, no, I believe it. He could do it. Um, but Dan, I'll start with you. What were a few of the star Wars castings that really stuck with you that you thought were, uh, brilliant castings. Uh, even though I didn't enjoy the prequel series, D 
the one shining factor to me was Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Uh, and I was very excited for when they invited him back for the Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that very much. Ewan McGregor, I think, is a very underrated actor. Um, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. I don't know if you saw Dr. Sleep, but I thought so he was good. awesome. Yeah, me and AJ said, me and AJ said it was uh, one of the top five movies of last year. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily. I love that movie. I, I think that was criminally underrated. Uh, so I like him. Uh, and then go, kind of going to the Mandalorian, you got uh, Pedro Pascal as Mando, obviously. Uh, and this one is more of just from growing up in, in like a comedy background. But I like Bill Burr being cast in Star Wars. And it's mainly because he's so anti-nerd. And being cast in the ultimate nerd universe. So there, there's just some kind of poetic justice to it, I guess. Uh, he would talk about on his podcast where, you know, growing up, you know, these are the kids I would make fun of. And then I go to Comic-Con and everyone's super nice to me. Like, oh, I love it. I love what you're doing. <laughs> so it's, it's just cool. And I think Bill Burr is kind of like an up and coming actor. Uh, he's, he was recently in the, the King of Staten Island that just came out. Right. He has his uh, F is for Family show on Netflix. Uh, so I, I like that. I think that's just really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, and then are we obviously going from the original trilogy where, you know, James Earl Jones, yeah. um, uh, Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford, Terry Fisher. I, I mean, I feel like that's kind of cheating, right? Everyone knows. Everyone that's, what, that's what makes them so iconic, and that's right. what makes them one of the best cast. Hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look up some uh, voice actors here because I know you guys were getting into some voice acting, and uh, it's, it's Freddie Prince Jr. is in Rebels. Yeah, plays uh, one of the, the the leads. He plays Kanan. Oh, okay. Uh, Warwick Davis is in it. Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker is in a few episodes. I think oh, that was Forrest just... Whitaker. Yeah, that, it was Forrest. He played um. From he was remember his character Dan from um Rogue One. Rogue One, Clone yeah. Wars and Rebels. Right, he was in both those both those shows. No, he wasn't in Clone Wars. No. He was in Rebels though. Um, and then he was in the game. He was also in the game, uh, the new game that just came out for Star Wars. So who, uh, Juwan, did you mention the Inquisitor? Yes. So I just looked him up. He's actually Jason Isaacs. Did you mention that? No, no, I didn't. I didn't mention that yet. No. That's a great choice. He is very evil. Jason Isaacs is a very good villain. When you watch, when you, well, if you ever do watch um, his Inquisitor, it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't know it's Jason Isaac. That's really? a, that's how good he is. You wouldn't know it was because I didn't. I was like, this guy sounds really menacing. And I remember like looking up the cast, and I was like, no, no way that was Jason <laughs> Isaac. Um, wow. But it was, and and that's that's how good he is. Uh, that he completely flipped it to where you're like, I would have never guessed that was Jason Isaac. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think I have to give this a shot just for him alone. You'll love it. It's mainly, I think, AJ, correct me if I'm wrong, that Inquisitor is mainly just season one. 
Uh, I can't remember. I think he's just yeah, season one. maybe maybe a little bit of season two, but I think he's just season one. Because I think season two is when they brought in the dual um, the dual inquisitors, uh, the lady and the, the yeah. big guy. Um, I believe because how many seasons? I think I think he was just in season one. I, uh, there was four or five seasons. Of four or five it. seasons. So yeah, I think Darth Vader was Darth Vader and Maul were both the villain of season three. Season four, I don't really remember. I think season four was Thrawn, and then season five was Thrawn, um, if I'm remembering correctly. So, yeah, I think it's just the first season, Dan, if you want to just give that a shot. Yeah, it was five seasons. Feel. It was five? Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, I think that's how it, it panned out. But, um, no, those are all great castings. Um, I completely agree with all of them. I, I'm, I don't care what anyone says. I'm putting out there – I freaking love him to the day I die. I loved what's his name is Anakin Skywalker. Hayden Christensen. Um, Hayden Hayden Christensen. Which, by the way, his movie Awake with Jessica Alba is oh, extremely pleasant. So good. It so is good. so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, the movie is about his character is in a coma, but like he's conscious of everything that's happening, and he finds out like all this crazy shit is happening. Um, you know, I won't give it away, but like, there's so much craziness happening. It's Jessica Alba, I think Terrence Howard, Hayden Christensen. It was like his first big movie after Star Wars. And it was really good. And everyone just was like, I hated you in Star Wars, so you can't act. And it was like, no, he's a really good actor. He's Um, like, um... Uh, Robert Pattinson and Kristen yeah. Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of Twilight. He was also good in Takers with T.I., Chris Brown. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It was really good in Takers also. So I, I really enjoyed Jumpers. A lot of people didn't really like I that. Love I, Jumpers. I love Jumpers. I love Jumpers. I love, <laughs> Jumper. I love that movie. Um, I, I'm a huge Hayden fan. That's why when he, like, disappeared, I was just like, damn you, Hollywood. Damn you, Star Wars fans. You made it I'm, hard I'm has any series ruined more careers than Star Wars? Yes. Twilight. No. <laughs> yes. Twilight. No. Twilight didn't really ruin careers because we saw Kristen and Robert. Uh, they they bounced back from it. Um, yeah, after how long? Not long, honestly. Because <laughs> remember, Kristen. Kristen got a lot more roles after Twilight than Robert did. So I'm talking. I'm not talking about small roles. I'm talking about like bigger roles where people don't really watch those type of movies with um like uh what what's one i think it was uh i can't remember right now but yeah smaller roles i think they did get enough kristen stewart was named the best actress of the decade from i think the hollywood reporter she is really really underrated they're they're both supremely talented actors um that if you've only seen them in twilight you would never get um but the Lighthouse, I think, right? I heard The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is incredible. Lighthouse, brilliant. It was, th- when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, yeah, no, he's ready for Batman. No, he's ready. <laughs> that that movie told you that he was ready for Batman? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because to me, I need to be able to see that your your acting can can uh, expand range. itself. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I need to see the range of it. Like, your Bruce Wayne has to be drastically different than your Batman. Two I mean, each of, his, each of his films... He gives a different performance. Oh no, so, for sure. Even, for even sure. before Lighthouse, that that was like his big movie of all the movies he's done today. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. his biggest. Mm-hmm. So to me, I needed to see the ra- especially acting uh, alongside Willem Dafoe. I oh, needed boy. to know that you could hang, and he, he he did it. And I was like, okay, no, you're ready. That I'm was ready for Tenant. I'm ready for Tenant. 
Oh, I'm, I'm so ready. ready. For that. Oh. Uh, but to get back to your question, Dan, Star Wars really only ruined one career, and it was Hayden's. Um, Ewan McGregor had a had a decent career after that. Um, I think the kid who played little Anakin quit acting after it. Oh well, no, he should have. That that was the most <laughs> annoying kid I think I've ever seen in movie history. He should have. That that was a good thing for him. And, um, and the girl who played Rose. People hate the girl who played Rose. In, yeah, but she didn't uh, quit acting though. Is she well, still? No, I, I know she's been. We won't. We won't know because that series, like that series, it's just ended. Yeah. So it's like if five years from now we don't see her in anything, we could put her in that in that category. Is like no, no, Star Wars ruined her. Um, but we have to see what comes. Um, but we saw Star Wars started the career for John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and um, what's his name, uh, Adam Driver. Even though Adam Driver was in the hit series Girls. Um, with Lena Dunham, I think it, I think it was her name. Right. Uh, yep. No one really, no guy really knew about that show, let alone who Adam Driver was. Um, that was like a Sex in the City kind of show. So most dudes were like, I've never even heard of it. Um, <laughs> so Adam Driver's big break was definitely Star Wars. And I'd even go as far as to say um, it reminded people who Mark Hamill was. <laughs> um, uh, because if you saw him you know, as Luke in the original, he didn't really do anything but voiceover work after that. Yeah. Um, like, I followed him. He did Joker. He did skips from the regular show. Um, that oh, I didn't was, know that. Yeah, when I found that out, AJ, my brain exploded. I was like, wait, Mark Hamill was skips? And I'm like, it, it makes was, sense. He was also, I think he was also Iroh in Avatar. No. Mm -mm. Who was that? I don't know who, but it wasn't, it wasn't Mark Hamill. Yeah, definitely look it up, because if I'm wrong, I will apologize right now, but I don't think it was. Um, as far as other castings, Adam Driver, loved him. Loved him, loved him, loved him. Hated that he died, because I would have loved the Kylo Ren um, Disney Plus series, uh, just kind of going through the uh, the progression of him becoming Kylo Ren, uh, which we technically still could get, but I kind of feel like he's, he's done. I kind of feel like Adam Driver feels the same way Chris Evans does, to where it's like, nope, nope, no more, I'm done. I've had enough. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I would say, Dan, you could make an argument that first Fantastic Four series. Uh, Ian, Sorry, he was Ozai. Oh, he was the Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah, I, I knew he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I knew he wasn't uh, Iroh. But um, Ian Grunfeld, who played uh, Reed, Jessica Alba, and Michael Chiklis, didn't really do much after Fantastic Four. Like major roles, yeah. No, not really. Even the guy uh, from Nip and Tuck who played Doctor Doom didn't really do anything after that. So I'm like, yeah. that single-handedly tanked <laughs> everybody except for Chris Evans. And I think Chris Evans only continued uh, getting roles because he's like beautiful. So it's like, yeah. ah, he got it. Oh, come on. Well, I, I think <laughs> I think Fantastic Four kind of caused him to not want to play Captain America, right? Cause he, it did. He it, almost, it almost landed in the lap of, um, what's his name that plays Jim from The Office? Krasinski. Yeah, it almost landed in his lap, and he was like, ah, no. And it was like, <laughs> he was like, fuck, I hate with that. No, thank was like, you. All right, I thought about it. I'll <laughs> um, and then the rest is history. But I think John Krasinski would have been as amazing as Chris Evans. He wouldn't have been able to get his bucks. I, I, I think I, I don't think many people can get that buff that quickly. Um, 
But John Krasinski acting wise, I don't think I don't think we would have missed out on. I still want him to be Mr. Fantastic. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. I still that want still that. seems perfect. Here's what I keep telling people. Stop saying that. The more you say it, the more Feige hears it, and the more he'll go away from it. Um, if you guys have seen any castings Feige has done, look at who... Opposite of every other fan look casting. Look at who people <laughs> want, and then look at where he goes. It's always drastically different. Um, so I keep telling people, stop saying it. That's stop what Matt Reeves is doing right Feige. now. Oh, that's 100% what Matt Reeves is doing. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh, you want like, help? No, no. Go on with the black character. Yep, yeah, there exactly. We go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, is I agree with you guys. I completely agree with you. John Krasinski would be an amazing uh, Mr. Fantastic, but Feige seems to want to go against the grain. So we gotta, and it works. It works. So hey, it definitely does. But um, no, I'm trying to think of who else in Star Wars. Um, I give it to what's his name who played uh, Darth Maul in um, Phantom Menace, Ray Park. Yeah. Yeah, gotta give it to Y'all just taking everything. I'm not, I haven't chosen yet. (laughs) No, I'm gonna end it here here and and let you go, AJ, because there's so many more that that you could say. I only said Hayden Christensen, um, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley. I thought she was adorable in the first one. I I thought she was super annoying in the second one. And then the third one just kind of made me hate everybody. Um, (laughs) So I don't really know how to gauge um but yeah so my biggest ones are definitely hayden christensen uh his performance in revenge of the sith always just gives me chills um and i fucking love adam driver is i'll never forget when that ship lands and you see him with his stormtroopers walk out of that ship um and then you see him hold the the blaster in the air and like i thought i remember watching like oh he's gonna hold his hand the whole time He's just relaxing, talking to the guy, and, and the blaster is just sitting there. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you can do that? Do you I'm see like, this right now? What? Like, I remember telling my cousin, like, we, we saw it, uh, me and my cousin and my aunt saw it together. I remember looking at him the whole time, like, are you seeing this shit? How, how is he doing this? And he's like, I don't know, man. I, I, this is my first time watching it. I don't know. Um, like, I thought Kylo was super freaking cool. Uh, and the last one I'm going to add in is Poe Dameron. Fucking loved him. Like, he is the only person that could grab the same kind of charisma and um, demanding of the screen the same way Harrison Ford did as Han Solo. That's why I was really confused why they didn't just make him a newer version of Han Solo. He has everything that Harrison Ford has. Um, And I was really confused. Like, you made him, like, what? A, A pilot? Okay, all right. Um, that just didn't really seem cool enough. But anyway, AJ, go ahead. I, I threw in my, my three or four. I didn't take everything away from you. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say uh, Donald Glover. as. See, I left you good ones, AJ. Mm-hmm. I just think he is incredible. Overall, even without Star Wars, he's still a star. Can, can I give you a hot take? Can I give you a hot take? No. I prefer his Lando over Billy D. Williams. Give me give me one more movie and then I'll decide. Okay, fair. That that that's a hundred percent fair. I just think the charisma and just uh, all of that was there, one hundred percent. That he mm-hmm. gave, like a lot of people were like, Oh, he was just, you know, uh channeling his inner Bill- Billy D. Williams. And I'm like, and no. He, 
I'm like, honestly, no, because if you watch Childish Gambino, uh, Donald Glover, sorry. Um, if you yeah. watch him from the beginning to where he is now, that's just who he is. He's just naturally calm, cool, and collected. Um, like, you don't see him going crazy or anything like that. Unless it's in his music videos. Right, unless it's in his music. <laughs> but he's just naturally a cool dude. So I'm like, when I saw it, I'm like, that's that Gambino right there. That's that's that Gambino. But go ahead, AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point out um, K2SO. Shout out to, uh, what is it, Alan Tudyk? I think it was Alan Tudyk. Yep, yeah. Alan Tudyk. I, he plays, uh, I think he's just overall, Alan Tudyk is incredible. He can do motion capture. He can just act in general. Um, so, yeah, I think Alan Tudyk is up there. We already talked about Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. They're iconic. You can't replace them at all. Um, Another, I think one underrated one is Alan Eckhart, I think is his last name. Um, he did Han Solo, uh, Alden, or whatever. Yeah. Alden. It's Alden. Yeah. It's Alden. Alden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he did a great job as Han Solo. I, I love great? it. Yeah, great. I mm-hmm. think he didn't fumble it, but I wouldn't say great. I wouldn't say great. I just think, I think. Better than everyone said. Yeah, I, I think it was like. It's almost impossible to fill the shoes of um, Harrison Ford. I just think he didn't he didn't mess it up as much as like the rumors were that he was horrible. Um, like they had to bring in acting coaches. So when I heard that, I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be horrible." And when, as I was watching, I was like, "He's very charming." Like I I I get why he was casted. He's very charming. Um, but at no point did I feel like I was looking at the Han Solo that I that we've come to know. Um, I just think it was a loose adaptation of Han Solo. But I think he more so didn't screw it up more so than he did, like, a, an amazing job. He just didn't didn't fumble it. Uh, well, anyway, I loved it. <laughs> and I, I feel like other than him, we already talked about Don Glover. I think Don Glover was the star of Han Solo. I think he was the best part. But Sure. Um, Alden was, I think, was still up there with him. Um, sure, he should have been the main person that encaptivated everyone in the theaters, but nonetheless, he didn't. But overall, for me, I loved him. Um, I think Paul Bettany, I'm surprised you didn't say Paul Bettany at all. Um, I was leaving the good stuff for you, AJ. For um, Dryden Voss, I think... His character, he just portrayed his character as horrific as he can, as basically like a gang. I, I would want a movie just off of Dryden Voss for me. Um, Wood, Woody Harrison, um, Beckett, I think was really good. Um, a lot of people didn't like Amelia Clark, <laughs> but I did um, as Kira. Um, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I, I honestly didn't mind it. It was. It was okay. It was one of those things where it was like you kind of wanted less of her than when you got less of her. It was like, all right, I think that's a perfect amount. She, uh, she, um, for that movie, she reminded me of like a, a Bond girl, basically. That, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I would agree with that. I, I would definitely agree with that. Also, shout out to Donnie Yen as um, Chirut. I think he was incredible in that. 
Yeah, definitely. I, it's still very disappointing that he didn't – like, his staff didn't turn into a lightsaber at the end. Um, I was just like, that was such a waste. That was such a fucking waste. Because it seemed like he was so in, in touch with the Force, and then, like, he didn't use the Force. It was like, wait, what? Huh? How does that work? I've he never heard of that before. The force. Did you not see all those blasters just miss him while he was walking and chanting – I am the force, and the force is with with me. Are we talking about the same? Are we talking about the same troopers that had Darth Maul cornered in a hallway and couldn't hit him for shit? No, Who's that the wasn't the same troopers. Those were the same troopers, AJ. They weren't the same troopers. Whatever. They were death troopers. They're different. Uh, Amelia Clark is someone that I really don't care to see outside of Game of Thrones. So I think, I think she deserves better roles. The roles she's getting right now, I don't think fits her acting abilities like that recent movie that was on um disney plus i can't remember the name of it because it was a christmas movie but i think she's a great actress um she just doesn't get the roles that she needs to get i don't know i think i think she doesn't get the roles that she maybe doesn't get because no one knows how to cast it whenever you do a series like that it's hard to cast unless you're like an undeniable talent. It's hard to cast you because it's like you've been playing one type of character for like eight years. What like what can I think of that, you know, compares to that or or fits you well enough? Well, that's the job of her. That's the job of her. Um, what's it called? Agent. Yeah. They they just need to work harder on that. But. Yeah, yeah. She's taking some unfortunate roles. That that. That Terminator role almost single-handedly killed her career. That overall, that Terminator was god-awful. Good Lord, that was terrible. Was, I, was I was pissed when I watched it. I was thinking about leaving, and <laughs> it was god-awful. Yeah, it had all the recipe of, of stuff that I hated. Wasn't it Jai Courtney and, and Amelia? Yeah, it was like, yeah. I, I hate Jai Courtney. And Amelia? Yeah. Mm. I, I like Jai Courtney, though. I do not. I do yeah. not. I think he is a. I think he is a grungier version of uh, who's that guy that they were trying to sell us on so bad, but they failed. Um, he did. Sam uh, huh? Sam Worthington. There you go. So I love you, Dan. Sam Worthington. <laughs> he's a grunt. Like he's a, a, a scruffier Sam. Uh, he's a scruffier version of Sam, and it's like no matter how you try to force him on me, it's it's not going to work. I, I don't enjoy seeing him. And what's funny is they both did Terminator movies and they both were terrible. <laughs> so, they were following very similar paths that ended the very same way uh, that they will always be supporting cast uh, for the rest of their career. They probably won't be leading roles ever again. Um, but yeah, no, I hated Jack Horton. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, not going to see it. And I was like, Amelia? Okay. <laughs> Only reason I checked it out though is because I thought she was a Terminator, um, and when I found out she wasn't, I was just like, "Ooh, yikes! I don't want to see this no more." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see this shit. Um, but Dan, before you go, man, was there another um, casting you wanted to point out? Uh, I don't. Uh, maybe, well, maybe for the future. I know Timothy Oliphant was just cast in season two of The Mandalorian, mm -hmm. and he's a very solid actor. Uh, so I, I think he – is he a bounty hunter, I think? He might be – I heard yeah, he might I be think, wearing Boba Fett's armor. 
Yeah, I think it was rumored that it, it would be a, a bounty hunter type. Uh, so a lot of people just assume uh, justified, but like in the Mandalorian, um, which is which is pretty accurate, pretty accurate. But that's why I thought it was a perfect casting because the Mandalorian is a Western. Um, exactly. Like he did justified. Why not? Why not bring him into this? Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see what what um, what Timothy is able to do with that role. I loved him in Die Hard. I loved him in Hitman. Probably mm-hmm. the only human that loved him in both. Um, and then I did enjoy Justified. So yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be great. Definitely can't wait. Dan, thank you so much for joining, man. I had to get you in here. Appreciate it. Gentlemen, have a good night. You yeah. too, brother. Bye. All right. Um, AJ, I think we got majority of our castings. We definitely have to point out the great castings of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the great castings of uh, Rebels. Um, there's not one voice actor that I did not like. Um, we definitely have to specifically give credit to Ashley uh, Eccleston, who plays, uh, who voices Ahsoka, because uh, we show our love for Ahsoka all the time, but don't really uh, point out Ashley. Um, and then, shit, I can't remember his name, the guy that voices Anakin. Um, I, Matt, I'm, it's I'm Matt something. It's it's Matt, not Matt Leinard. That's a quarterback. It's Matt something. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. You can keep talking. Okay. Uh, Matt Lanter. Lanter. There we go. It was close. Matt Lanter. Um, and look up the name for Obi-Wan. I thought he was fucking phenomenal. No one talks about James, him. James Arnold Taylor. James Arnold yep. Taylor. And, and last but not least, the only guy that could voice our favorite racist goldfish and <laughs> our favorite troopers, Mr. Uh, D. Bad, uh, D. Bradley Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, that man is one of the most talented voice actors that we have today, and we don't appreciate him enough. So I want to give him a lot of credit for being able to voice all of the clones um, and still somehow make them feel different. Like, it didn't feel oh, like yeah, 100%. the same one. Um, so that foursome right there, bro, is a sick foursome. <laughs> um, Matt Lanter. Um, Clancy Ashley. Brown. Clancy Brown did Savage. Clancy Brown did uh, not mm-hmm. Yeah, Savage. You're right, Savage. Uh, who did it? Who did uh, Ventress? Because I want to give her some credit. She was freaking amazing. Um, and Dooku, um, and obviously Sam Witwer for Darth Maul. But I think we already we already mentioned him. Uh, that was genius casting because I didn't see that coming whatsoever. It was uh, Nika Furterman um, was the voice of Asajj. Yes, she has such a seductive voice. Like, as much as I look at Asajj and I'm like, that whole bald thing is not attractive. When she spoke, I was like, but that's hot. <laughs> like, do more of that. Like, do more of that speaking thing you're doing. Do more of um, that speaking. Do more of that speaking thing right there. Um, but I definitely did love that. I definitely did love love her performance, 100%. And like you said, Clancy Brown. I, I would have loved if we got more of Savage than what we got. Because uh, Clancy Brown could legit voice a cardboard box and I would go... That's compelling. That's uh, also, also shout out to um, Janina Gabankar um, as Iden Versio. I think she did amazing in that game, uh, Battlefront Two. I think she was really good in that. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. she's also very hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, she did do a really good job in that game. Uh, and if we're gonna go games, let's give it up to Cameron Monaghan. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's really all the the big castings that we needed to point out. Um, I can't really think of anything else right now. Do we I, say I Yoda? 
No, we also didn't say Qui Gon. <laughs> we didn't say Qui Gon with um. Shit, Frank what? Oz did Yoda. What Wait, no. Yeah, Frank Oz did um Yoda. I yeah, think. No, Frank Oz did the original Yoda. I think. Frank, yeah, he did the original and last um Jedi. But he didn't do he didn't do the original uh, not the original the prequels. Ooh, can't remember that. Hold on. Yeah, I don't think he did the prequels. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think he did. Um, also give a shout out to um, uh, Samuel Jackson as Mace Windu. Great casting. Uh, just he did do the prequels. He did do. Oh, so he did all of Yoda. Yeah. But he is missing. Uh, he didn't do Clone Wars though. Tom um Tom Kane did um Clone Wars. Huge shout out to Tom Kane. Tom Kane is 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 pretty dope out there too. Um, and we got to show some respect to. The greatest bounty hunter to ever lace his boots, Mr. Cad Bane. Um, Got to give some love to that casting. That was a brilliant casting. Um, I think now we're just doing honorable mentions at this point. <laughs> we, we can nice cut it off here. We could end it with uh, – we got a mention of a leaked Star Wars game, AJ, that apparently Kanan says we should be getting a trailer for within a few – Oh, tomorrow? Oh, I thought yeah. it was the next few months. Shit. I definitely know. It's on the 15th, so two days from now. Oh, okay. So the EA has a conference on the 18th. All right, perfect. Go ahead. Tell us about it. Yeah, so basically, uh, the title of the game is Star Wars Squadron. I think I can put it up on here. Uh, yeah, it's Star Wars um, Squadron, and it's going to focus on pilots, basically. Um, it, it will have a single player. Um, but the main focus will be multiplayer, so you can play against your friends and everything. Um, overall, I, I guess that's cool. I'm not a big fan of um, EA at all. Um, I'm, I'm not a really big fan of their games. Also, I, I don't really care for the concept of just having pilots. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, it sounds like a great thing to have the option to use but not a great thing for you to tell me is the only thing i can use yeah um so yeah i'm with you i'm not really a fan of that give me an option don't forcefully tell me i gotta do just one thing i really um, wish that ea would not have star wars but i already know that <laughs> that's never gonna happen they, it gives well i mean money. come on aj be fair they just did um the game that you actually liked they didn't have full control over that. No, like, but they didn't. They didn't have control. Like they had control over Battlefront Two and probably this. I don't know if they have full control over this. Um, I I forgot who actually had like full control over um Fallen Jedi, but it wasn't EA. You sure? Cause they're they're on it. I can't look it up. My internet's not working. I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, so I, I just don't know. Um, maybe the trailer will sell me. Um, I might get it regardless because I'm a Star Wars fan and I have a weakness for Star Wars. Um, if it, I hope it's PS5, but it might be PS4. We, um, we'll have to see soon. It might be this one, um, but this coming holiday it might release. So yeah. we have that, yeah. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, it's specifically it, it's strictly EA. EA did it. 
What? Um, battle? Not Battlefront. Fallen Order. Yeah. Okay. It's just EA. Like, there's no other. There's no other conglomerate that that worked on it. It's just EA. It says publisher is only uh, EA, but the developer was Respawn Entertainment. Yeah, Respawn had the full control over that game, not EA. Um, hold on. Yeah, they were the developer. EA was 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 their publisher. Um, but it is an EA game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can actually tell that they didn't really even have microtransactions, and that's a big staple for EA. If they had full control over it, we would have had microtransactions, and just a lot of, a lot of people wouldn't like it <laughs> based off of that. Um, I was actually a big fan of um, Battlefront and Battlefront 2, or Battlefront 2, basically. I, I like the story of that, but the multiplayer and just the overall, like, hey, give me more of your money, and then you can have this customized or that customized. I was like, why? Why would you do this? It, it's just a bad philosophy to have as a video game publisher, because... Of course, you're here to have money, but if no one likes that idea, why would you have it? And nobody will buy anything. There's no point in that. I, I don't disagree at all. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to it. I don't. I don't usually like Star Wars games. It's so hit and miss with me. My favorite is obviously, as you know, um, the Star Killer games. Um, those are my favorites. I really enjoyed Fallen uh, Fallen Order. And Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith had a video game that I still to this day think is one of the dopest Star Wars games ever. Um, outside of that, don't really play anything else. And of course, you know, I, I dabbled in um, Knights of the Old Republic, but that's that's it. That's why I said it's so hit and miss. Mm -hmm. um, so with me, this might be more miss than it is hit. Um, like Battlefront to me is a glorified Call of Duty, but for Star Wars. Um, like it's people use it more so for online than they do the actual campaign. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like, I don't like games like that. I don't like games that you put all your hard work into online and your campaign. People are just like, eh, whatever. Like what? You play, <laughs> you play the campaign work. and you're done. You play the campaign and you're done. Or <laughs> you just play, you don't even play the campaign. You just focus on multiplayer. Yeah. I'm like, that's like, no one ever said, Oh, I bought Grand Theft Auto just to play online. No, they bought it to beat it. And then they played online. Like playing online was like the bonus. It was like the added on, it was like the cherry on top. Uh, but no one ever is like, no, 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 I don't, I don't even care about the story. I just wanted to play online. What kind of monster are you? Who does that? Um, but yeah, so I'm not really looking forward to this. Um, I, I, I don't think the trailer will sway me. Um, I'm just usually not a fan of star Wars games that much. Keep an open mind. No, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It's just it's it. Star Wars games are just usually not for me. Don't um, be like me with the CW. No, you are the most <laughs> close-minded when it comes to that that I've ever met in my life. I'm not saying it'll be bad. I'm just saying it's it's not my speed. It, it's not for me. Um, but I'm not going to badmouth it to anyone. Um, if you guys want to go out and play it and it and it's your speed, I'm with you. Maybe seeing someone play it might get me interested. But I just. It's so hit and miss. And you telling me it's about the pilots? I need lightsabers. The fuck? I don't want to play a Star Wars game without a lightsaber. Yeah, why are they... It just seems to me like they're just going away from Jedi and Sith to me. I, I don't know. 
Well, you want to know why? Because people complain about an oversaturation of Star Wars. So it forces them to do something that they think is different. So they're not oversaturating you. Um, but what they don't realize is those people that say that they don't matter. Like they're not, they don't, no one cares about their opinion. We want more. If a movie had a lightsaber battle from the first five seconds, all the way throughout the entirety of the movie, no true Star Wars fan would complain. Not one, not a near one, not a near one, AJ. It's only those casual Star Wars fans. It's like, Oh my God, all you do is lightsabers. What about the pilot? Who the fuck cares about the pilot? <laughs> they always die. Like, who cares about them? Um, so I, I think that's why they, they go away from it. it. It's more like a, we'll dabble in it. We'll, we'll come back to it. But to me, all your games should be about Jedi. All of them. All of them. All of them. Games, movies. Everything. And if you, mm. want, if you want pilots, have my Jedi fly the plane. There you go. There you Just go. Get it. Um, there you go. Put my Jedi in one of your ships, and there you go. You got a pilot. I got my Jedi. <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Um, but, AJ, I think that's all we got. Was there anything else we needed to, to go over? I don't think so. I think we went over everything. I think we did it, man. Uh, so that's it, everybody, for an all-new episode of Star Wars Saturday. I want to thank AJ, and I want to thank Dan for popping in. Yeah. Um, this is a very good episode. Excuse me. Um, can't wait to see what news pops up next, man. So excited. Can't wait. Can't wait. But till then, may the force be with you. Always.